Manukau to do one big one next year. So, so that's great. So that's going to be our six campuses are going to come together. We're going to fill the place, believing for 5,000 people in there next year. So come on, Christmas is coming already. Everybody, it's not too far away. Get planning. Get ready for it now. Oh, that's crazy thought, but it is, isn't it? Hey, well, welcome to church, everybody. It's so good to have uh, everyone with us today. And and, and my name is Daryl, and it's a real privilege to uh, just to have you worshiping with us today. And I want you just to relax this morning. And, and I just feel I've got just a message on my heart this morning. And and if you're here for the first time, it, it is so good to have you with us. And and this morning, we, we kind of give our, some of our programs a, a weekend off, and, and so they're having a break and on holiday, our kids' programs, but everything will be back to normal next week, all the kids' programs next week as well. So, so please feel free, kids, kids, it's all good, we're, we're in for a noisy Sunday, and that's fantastic, but there are some packs and things out there for all the children afterwards. Uh, see, I love the fact that here at Elam Christian Centre, uh, Pukekohe, we, we exist to be a centre of hope to reach, serve, and influence our community for God, our nation, our, our, the homes down our streets for God. And, and one of the things that I love, we're, we're that church that will do everything we can to help people know God uh, and, and teach them how to follow God because we believe that's the greatest thing uh, on the whole planet and the whole universe is, is just simply that, to know God because it changes the world and changes our lives. Uh, we, we understand that, that also to find freedom from our, from our past, we all have a past and, and we all have stuff that, that has gone on and we believe that the, that the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ is to help us to find freedom. And, and we have a whole range of small groups that you can connect into to, to do life together with a bunch of other people that love the Lord is just amazing. It's just amazing. We, we know that too, that, that Denise mentioned about the, the growth track that's coming up. And please register today. You can fill out those orange cards there and, and just tick the box that you want to do growth track. Because I tell you what, if you just give us four weeks, give us four weeks, just one hour a week, we, we'll do everything we can to help you to discover the purpose that God has placed in your heart and your life, the gifts and the talents that he's placed in your life. Because, because he, here's the thing, uh, he has placed and made you unique. He's made me unique. He's made everyone unique and he's, he's invested things into our hearts and lives so that we can go into our world and make a difference uh, in our world as we serve other people for him. Uh, I, love, I love that we are one church in five locations, soon to be six, of new ones starting in Papakura soon. So, so come on, we are in for an amazing, amazing 2019. Uh, it's really funny as I was thinking about this one. This is our last Sunday of 2018. But you know what? In a couple of days, it starts all over again, and we go into another year, and we start again. What an amazing thought to be entering a year uh, where anything is possible with God. And so you might be coming up to the end of the year and thinking, well, that hasn't happened. This didn't work. I lost this. That didn't kind of come together like I thought. Hey, well, yeah, some we, we have hard years. We have tough years. But you know what? It's about to start all over again. And I believe that as we sung this morning, that breakthrough is coming. Miracles are coming your way. If we would stand up and believe in faith, let faith rise in our hearts, not faith in ourselves or faith in our jobs or, or faith in our bank account or faith in Kmart or anything like that, but that faith in Jesus Christ, miracles will happen and we can believe and expect breakthrough. It's just not positive thinking. It's not positive thinking. And today, I, I want to share a message about the foundations that we build our lives upon. There is some foundations, some things that we, we all do lifelike. You know, sometimes we, we, we place our, our hope and our trust in many different things. And, and today, at the end of this year, the start of next year, 
I, I want us to, to make sure that as we're about to leap into 2019, that is your best year yet to come. That the best is yet to come. Uh, but let's get it started. Let, let's, let's exit 2018 uh, by reestablishing that firm foundation or, or building our lives upon a, uh, on a foundation that will last and that will stand and hold us firm. Come on, we're in for a great morning this morning, aren't we? Come on, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we thank you for your goodness, for your mercy. We thank you for 2018, Lord, and for the, for the incredible things that happened. I, Lord, I pray for the tough stuff that happened, Lord God. I, I pray you help us right now. Holy Spirit, would you speak to each heart and each life right now, Lord God, about the, the difficult things, the hurtful things, the painful things that happen. And, and Lord God, that, that we will be able to leave them in 2018, Father God, and find freedom in you as we go into 2019, Father God. That, Lord Jesus, let this be a year like no other year for each person in these seats here today. Let it be a year like no other for our city and for our nation, for our whole district. Lord, I pray that, Lord Jesus, that you would move powerfully amongst us and our streets and our communities and our homes, I pray. So, Lord, we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, everyone said, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Leaning Tower of Pisa, which is this building here, uh, it, it was never meant to be on a lean, in case if you didn't know that. Uh, the Leaning Tower of Pisa was never meant to be on a lean. Uh, the builders started building this in 1173, uh, and it is actually now stands at 55 metres high. But the problem is, is that it's five metres out of plumb, uh, that it's leaning over by five metres from the top to the bottom. Uh, but the, the designers, the architects, and the builders never planned it that way. They never planned it that way. They noticed the lean, it started to lean uh, when they had got up to the third story. The third story. And, and each year since then, it has started to move between one and two millimeters every year. The clever thing is, is that the architects decided, well, that's okay. Maybe we can rectify the problem as the higher we go up. So after the third floor, they kind of made one side of the floor lower and the other side higher just to try and to balance it up. But that actually just made it worse. If you look closely, you can see, you know, you look closely, you can see that they've tried to do that uh, from the third floor up. Uh, it went up to eight floors, and, and uh, uh, what, what actually happened is the whole weight of that building actually made the whole leaning problem worse. Here's the thing, uh, is that the other problem with this building is, is that the uh, foundations only go down three metres. And in hindsight, the architects and the buildings now realise uh, that the shifting sand and the foundation that was not suitable for a building this high or this tall uh, was the ultimate problem. The foundations were the problem. Here's the thing. That building was never meant to be called the Leaning Tower of Pisa. It was meant to be called the Tower of Pisa. <laughs> Not the Leaning Tower. And see, this morning I want us to have a conversation around, around the foundations that we build our lives upon because they are so critical and so important because the truth or the reality is, is that maybe like the builders here, you can try adjusting things as you go along, but, but the reality is if you're on a foundation, you're still going to lean, uh, and, and you can try all sorts of things until you sort out the foundation that you're building your life upon. Right from the very start, I, I need to tell you that the only foundation that we can build our lives upon that will hold us firm and secure is upon Jesus Christ. 
the only true foundation. One, one of the best subjects I ever took at school, when I was at school, uh, in the fifth form, so for some of you young ones here, the fifth form is like the uh, year 11, uh, we used to have a thing called news, uh, school certificate, and my best subject was woodwork. Woodwork was the best ever subject. We used to make these little boxes and with lids on them, we made uh, coffee tables, we made picture frames, and, uh, and, and one of the things I loved about woodwork uh, at school uh, was that we had this all, all the different things that you got to use, these equipment like saws and planes, but the best thing ever that you ever got to use at fifth form woodwork was the thing we called the flamethrower. It was called the flamethrower, and it was this thing, you know, you can probably remember back in the day, you used to, you used to get this flamethrower thing out, and you would, you would kind of, it's like a blowtorch, and you would hold it across your wood, and it would kind of like burn it. It wouldn't, well, not burn it, burn it, but it would kind of just like discolor it, and, and apparently that was so trendy and cool in those days, and <laughs> apparently that, that look. Uh, and, and, and so with this flamethrower thing, the, the, the problem was is that when you got a whole bunch of boys uh, with a flamethrower, there's, there's all sorts of things could happen. And, and there was many uh, uh, eyebrows that were wiped off because of this flamethrower. And the, the teacher had a few books burnt as well because the flamethrower kind of got out of control. And, but the amazing thing with uh, fifth form woodwork, as we got to our final year of the exams, uh, was all about the, uh, how to build a house. Uh, and, and the school certificate, the final exam, was about uh, trying to draw the foundations of a house. So we needed to know uh, the piles and how far the piles needed to go down and how you would concrete those, those piles in. Uh, and, and then you would, you would have uh, bearers and you would have floor joists because, because if you didn't get that kind of right, the, the, the platform for the house was going to not, uh, not come together at all. Uh, and, and there's a few things out of my whole schooling life uh, or I can remember a couple of things that one teacher said to me, uh, and it was my woodwork teacher. Uh, and he said things like this. He says, if you don't get the foundation right, your house is going to never, ever stand. It's, and if it does stand, it's going to be on a lean. It's going gonna, it's gonna to sink. It's going to fall, and it's going to cause problems. He, he, said, he said things like, if you don't get the foundations right, the whole thing is not going to work the way it was supposed to work. And, and how true is that? See, I, I imagine that, that you're exactly like me and, and our lives uh, resemble the same thing, is that, that if we don't get the foundations right, uh, that it, it causes us grief or issues down the track. We find ourselves uh, wanting uh, and never feeling fulfilled or, or, or even you know, we chase success and we kind of never, ever get there. One of the things I, I, I discovered with Christmas, again, once this year was that See, if we just do Christmas, we come to Boxing Day and it feels like, what, what just happened there? there there's, it was just another day and we run off to Sylvia Park and go and get specials. Uh, but I wanted to truly experience Christmas this year, to, to change my focus and to, and to turn it on its head because, because days come and days go, but the only thing that stands firm is what we build our lives upon because the thing is here, that, that whatever foundation you're building on, it does lead you to a destination. So if you were to take a snapshot right now of where you're at right now, looking forward uh, to this year, to this week, to this the next few days, is the foundation that you've built or that you've started, is, is it putting you on a trajectory of the destination where you want to go? Is it pointing you in the direction of your heart, or is it not? 
Because the funny thing with the Leaning Tower is that the adjustments didn't make any difference that they did to try and shift it or to, to change it, to, to try and straighten it up. It, it didn't work. It was all about the foundation. So, so essentially, they should have really bulldozed it over, started on a better foundation. There's a song that we sing, and, and you might know this song, and it's called Jesus at the Center of It All. Jesus at the center of all, and, and from this platform and, and this church, that, that's our whole goal is to, to encourage you, to show you, to, to, to push you, to, to nag you, to annoy you, to make Jesus the center of it all for you in your life. We, we, unashamedly, I will tell you that every day of the week, every Sunday, we will always push you and, and challenge you and teach you and, and, and encourage you to follow Jesus and to place him at the center of it all because he's the only firm foundation that you and I can build upon. Here's the thing. If I was to ask you this question right now, if you were to, on your notes, if you were to write something down uh, in these notes about the condition of your spiritual house and its foundation, what, what would you, which one of these three would you say you are? Uh, would you say that you are a renovation job? Uh, would you say that you're a renovation job? Uh, you, you might say, in my spiritual house, the, the basics are there. I just need a bit of a revamp, a, a DIY decor makeover. That's you. Or, or would you say that you are a re rebuild job? Your spiritual house is not good. It's not good. You're, you might say that your house needs building from the ground up. Maybe you might be a restoration job. Uh, in my spiritual house, you might say it needs a freshen up. It needs some time spending on it to bring it back to life. See, see, here's the thing. How do we get a strong foundation? What does it look like to have a firm a spiritual foundation? And, and what happens if my spiritual foundations are in ruin right now? Well, well this morning, we, I've got three quick-fire thoughts for you today that will help us uh, to develop a strong foundation, to, to, to maybe start again in a new foundation for you, to do a rebuild. And, and the greatest thing that I know about my God is that he's a renovator, he's a restorer, he's the master builder, and so no job is too small for him, no job is too big for him. He, he's not like builders that you get come around to your house and they inflate the price to get you to, to do it and then it all falls over or they don't show up. My God is the master builder and he loves you. He wants to build your life for you. See, the big idea this morning that I, that I want us to, to take away is just simply this. It's just how important a foundation is. How important our foundation is in our lives and, and how essential a firm foundation is to build our lives upon. Uh, the Bible says, and uh, we're going to look at a, a pretty familiar scripture here, but there's, the story is this. There were two builders who built two houses uh, they listened to the, the, they had two different types of foundations and they had two different results. And Matthew 7, chapter 24, uh, says this. Uh, it says, all who listen to my instructions and follow them are wise. Uh, like a man who builds his house on solid rock. Uh, though the rain comes in torrents and the floods rise and the storm winds beat against the house, it won't collapse for it is built on the rock, but those who hear my instructions and ignore them are foolish. Like a man who builds his house on sand, for when the rains and the floods come and the storm winds beat against the house, it will fall with a mighty crash. 
And, and Jesus is really trying to teach us here, just in, in these few uh, verses here, that the, that the foundation upon which we build a house of our lives is of the utmost important. And, and the first thing that we learn from this story, around the first thing that we can learn from the builders is simply this, is uh, you are wise when you listen and follow. You are wise when you listen and follow. And there was a, a, a huge political case that, that had come up, and, and it was actually a political corruption case. That's just a balloon that popped there. A political corruption trial. Uh, and the prosecuting uh, attorney, the prosecutor, uh, he's got his finger in the nose of the witness saying, isn't it true? Isn't it true? Uh, and he's yelling at the witness and, and like prosecutors do saying, isn't it true that you accepted $5,000 uh, to influence this case? And the witness just was staring out the window. He, 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 wasn't, he wasn't looking, paying attention at all. It's like he hadn't even heard the question. And and the attorney, the, the, the lawyer gets again and he, he's, he's going crazy at this guy saying, isn't it true? Didn't you do this? Didn't you accept all of this money? And the witness is just sitting there looking out the window, like not listening or not paying attention at all. And finally the judge says to him, the judge leans over and says to him, sir, you need to listen and answer the questions. At which the witness turned around and says, judge, I'm so sorry, I thought he was talking to you. <laughs> it's coming, just let it linger, it'll come some more. See, I find it really, really interesting that these two builders, the two builders, uh, they both listened to the words of Christ. They, they listened to what Jesus was saying, and they listened to his parables, and they listened to the instructions that, that Jesus had shared, and they both heard what he was saying, but each one had a totally different reaction to it. Both built houses. They, they built houses based on what uh, the understanding of what Jesus had said. And both had built uh, in the same location because the, the storm had affected both houses. They were in the same location. And so they must have been pretty uh, close together. Maybe they were even similar houses, maybe used the, the similar types of materials and, and, and the same design. But, but here's the thing, the person who built his house on the sand, he, he didn't intend for his house to fall down. He never built the house uh, believing and hoping that it would fall over or would go on an extreme lean. He, he didn't do that. Uh, he thought he was doing the right thing. Uh, he had confidence that his house would stand, but he was wrong. Uh, he was wrong. His confidence, it wasn't in the Lord. It was in himself and what he could do. Uh, the problem with the house was in the foundation. The other house that was built on a rock, it, it experienced the same storm. It, it was right there. It, it had the wind beating against it, the rain pouring on it, and, the, and it was shaken. It was battered, but, but it stood against the storm. And, and this house might have been shaken, but it didn't fall. It stood firm because of the foundation that it was built on and it weathered the storm. And, and the story of these three houses is really a picture of your life and my life. And, and it really is a, a picture that is, that is based upon how we interpret the message of Jesus and, and, and how we believe and how we action what he's asking us to do because one decided to listen and to follow. The other decided to not follow. One house stood in the storm and one house came crashing down. Today, 
And if I was to ask you this morning about your life, your spiritual house, how, would, how firm and stable would you say you are? How firm and stable is your spiritual life? So you might say, I read the Bible every day and I, I pray every now and again and, and, and I go to church every other Sunday and, and I, even, I even pray sometimes. But, but maybe you might say, I'm as good as everyone else. And you can look at your neighbor right now and look, I'm as good as you. You can look at people in front of you, yeah, I do everything you do. See, see, the thing is that the aim of every message here that we, that we preach is to say things on Sunday that will help you on Monday. We want to say things on Sunday that will help you in your work at school and every day of your life. And I, I, believe, I, I believe that as we listen to the Word of God and we follow Him, there's the thing. We can all listen, but do we follow? Do we live out the principles, the, the tips, the, the insights, the, the revelation of God's Word? Because when we do, we, the Bible says that we will be like a wise builder who built his house upon a rock. The second thing that we can learn from the, the two builders is, is this, is that we need to dig deep into God's Word. See, when we determine uh, to dig deeper into God's Word, it will change our lives. It will change your life. Uh, why should you go deeper? Uh, how does the Bible even relate in 2019? Well, well the Apostle Paul talks about it in Timothy. And, uh, well, he talks to Timothy. He, he talks about the power of the Bible and its ability to change hearts. He said this uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. He says, All Scripture is God-breathed. All Scripture is God-breathed. It's just not words on a page. It's just not just, just normal words. But it, the, the, it's a pneuma word that's got breath in it. It's got power in it. The Word of God is God-breathed. And here's the thing. Here it is. It's useful for teaching for rebuking, for correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. If you dig deeper into the Word of God in 2019, making it this year, I know your life will change. Will your life get easier? It may not. But here's the thing. You will know how. You will discover as you dig deeper uh, how to handle situations, how to walk through situations, how to make better decisions, uh, how to love people that you just don't really like right now. The Bible is God-breathed, and as you dig deeper, it will change your life. And four things that will help you with is this, is that it will help you to know, us, to know God better. See, being a Christian, it's about being friends with Jesus. It, it's real life. It's, it's real relationships, talking and listening to Him and to each other. Uh, digging deeper also it makes us wiser. That sounds pretty good for this year. Uh, it makes us wiser in relationships. It can help us with our finance and making decisions on, on where we will go, what we will do. It, it can help us, makes us wiser in how we get along with people, <laughs> how we can overcome things. It will make us, help us to make better decisions. I need that this year, and I know we all need that as well. The third thing is that it will help us to overcome sin and its temptations. When you dig deeper into the Word of God, uh, you will find advice on how to approach situations. You will find how to overcome the temptations that, come on, if you're living and breathing, you face every day of the week. It also gives us direction. 
See, God has a purpose for each one of us in every area and stage of our lives, and his words can give us direction. The third thing, third and final thing is this, is is the third thing that we can learn from builders uh, is that we need to apply God's word to your everyday life. Apply his word to everyday life. Uh, maybe you're like me, and, and we, we shifted house, so I had to, uh, you know, you get the, the new DVD, well, actually, you don't have DVD players these days, do you? The sky box or the, the TV box, and you set it up, and, and as good males, we don't even look at the manual because we know instinctively how to do it. Uh, and after, after about four hours of no progress or nothing going, we suddenly decide to think that maybe we should read something called the manual that your, your wife or your, your, your close friend has, has told you about three hours beforehand that you should read it first, but, but we know how to do it. <laughs> so we read the manual. And, and the, here, here's, this is going to blow your mind. I know if you can. See, amazing thing happens when you read the manual. It's got steps, and, and you do those steps, and it works. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, you know that your Bible is exactly the same. If somebody is nagging you about reading your Bible or doing more or, or looking for more of the truths in there, I'll praise the Lord for them. Everybody should be nagged about reading more and digging deeper because, because here's the thing is that don't just read it in 2019. Implement it. Do what it says, and it will change your life. It will change your world. It will change your family. It will change your school. It will change your workplace when we apply his word to everyday life. There was an incredible preacher uh, called D.L. Moody, and maybe the the singers, you guys could come up uh, really quietly. That'd be great. There was an incredible preacher in the early uh, early 1900s, late 1800s, I believe, D.L. Moody. Uh, and this one time, D.L. Moody was at a conference, uh, and he was speaking on the topic uh, of how to do mass evangelism, how to reach your world for Christ. And, and he decided that uh, there was a big conference, flash conference, lots of delegates come from everywhere around the world to hear him. And, and so he decided one afternoon to go and get his song leader, his worship leader, and, and they just went out at six o'clock, and they stood on a street corner in the center of town, uh, the, singer, the singer stood on a box and just started to sing. Uh, D.L. Moody, uh, he just got up there. Once there was a crowd had come around, D.L. Moody just got up there and started cheering. And he invited the whole crowd uh, to come to this conference hall. And uh, so off they followed him to this conference hall and the auditorium was filled uh, to overflowing with people, spiritually hungry people. Uh, and the great, the great evangelist, D.L. Moody, he just started preaching to them. He just started preaching the gospel to them. And, and, and as, as he was finishing up, as he was doing his final address, all the conference delegates started coming in but couldn't find a seat. And as the conference people, the, the well-to-do people were coming in and they were checking things out and, and D.L. Moody just stopped preaching and he said, he said, he told all these people that he'd met on the street, he said, now we must close uh, because all of these lovely fine delegates here have come to hear me discuss the topic, how to reach the masses. This story, D.L. Moody, he, he didn't just do the talk uh, or, or say something and not do it. D.L. Moody was a guy who, he illustrated the difference between talking about doing something and doing something. 
Uh, see, there's the thing for 2019 for each one of us. There is a difference in about just talking and not doing. The real power is in the practice. Come on, why don't we, uh, this morning, why don't we just take a moment right here? Why don't you close your eyes right where you are? And, and, and we're just going to take 30 seconds right here, right now. Because as, uh, as, as, I know that there's, there's people here, and, and you're, you're just like me. We're looking at going into another year. And, and, and I, I, I want to know that my house is getting built right. I want to know that my, that, that, that my foundations that I'm, that I'm learning, that I'm growing, that I'm able to stand firm no matter what happens. And, and just in this 30 seconds here, can, can I ask you to, to honestly, as you ref, reflect about 2018, as you, as you look to the next year ahead, to ask that question, honestly, how is my foundations looking? Am I building on a great foundation? Maybe you're in this place and, and you'd say that, you're, that there's no foundation. I, this is the first time I've been to church or I've, I've been away and I've been feeling like I needed to come back. And, and maybe you're at that point where you, uh, this morning, we are, oh, Jesus, I, I need your help in my life. Can I say that it, it starts with asking Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. And you, you might say, I've tried my way, I've done my way, and it's not working. And, and this morning, I want to make that change. I want 2019 to be my year because the best is still yet to come for me. And can I invite you today, if, that, if that's you this morning, I, I'd love to, I'm going to pray a real simple prayer. And, and this morning, if that's you, what, just silently in your heart, why don't you just repeat this prayer after me? Because we've all sinned. We've all done stuff that we're not proud of. But Jesus comes and he offers us a free gift, no matter what we've done, no matter where we've been. So just pray this prayer after me. Pray, pray, dear God, this morning I come to you now. I ask that you would forgive me of my sin. Make me brand new. Today I make the decision to follow you with all my heart. Today I ask you to come into my life, to be my Lord and to be my Saviour. In Jesus' name, amen. Just wave every eye is closed. And, uh, I'm, I, I'd love to be able to help you and to pray with you and to support you on this journey. And, and this morning maybe you're here. Maybe you're here and, and you prayed that for the very first time. I'm just going to really quickly count to three and would love it if you, to, to, for you to take a step to, to stand over a line for 2019 and just to lift your hand so I can see and pop it down. And, and no one's looking around, but, but I'd really love it for, to help you on this journey. So this morning, if that's you, why don't you pop your hand up right? I'm going to say three, two, one. How many hands this morning to accept Jesus as your Lord? And saying, saying, yes, Lord. I want to say yes to him this morning. Anyone this morning? Praise your name, O oh God. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you for your goodness and for your mercy today. And Lord, we praise you for everything you're doing. And, and Lord, we just give you a glory for every person here today. That, that Father, I pray for safety as people holiday and, and travel. Lord God, that this year they, they would have a, a great time. But Lord, above everything else, that we would enter a new year with a firm and a strong foundation based on you. 
Help us, Lord God, to dig deeper into your word and to, to apply everything that you have said about us and your word to our lives. So, Lord, we praise you today. We give you all the glory in Jesus' precious and mighty name. Amen. 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 That was a good message this morning, wasn't it? Why don't we give Daryl a round of applause? I love the bit, is your house a rebuild, a restoration?